0: hey everyone and welcome to our tuesday edition of the scouting report before we jump in on Camor gamble let me remind you to like subscribe and share this podcast head over to rsafootball.com to send me notes or give me uh, a follow at rightstepadv on twitter leave me notes comments uh, tell me what players or content you want to hear next tomorrow we will have part two of what does an area scout do we will go deeper into the scheduling uh, more behind the scenes info on what all these area scouts are getting ready to do really just about next week on thursday we will be back with safety patrick mcmorris out of san diego state on our next audio scouting report so with that covered let's jump in on today's player Camor Gamble, a tight end now currently at Central Florida, of course a transfer from the University of Florida. So jumping into his background, let's take a look. 6'4", 216 pound tight end prospect out of Miami Southridge High School, was part of the 2016 8A state championship team there at Southridge High, Uh, was a four-star recruit, He was originally committed to the University of Miami during the summer of his junior season, attended a camp there, uh, made his commitment before backing off after he got a number of other offers. Uh, Again, ACC, lots of the locals came rolling in as they continued to, he decommitted before pledging to the University of Florida. Played four seasons for the Gators there. He wore jersey number 88, for four seasons before switching to jersey number two for the 2021 season. Uh, A developmental redshirt in 2017 was primarily a backup tight end, played on special teams across the 18, 19, and 2020 seasons while backing up a pretty good player in Kyle Pitts. He played in 36 games, totaled 17 receptions and three touchdowns. Again, playing behind a guy like Kyle Pitts, number four overall pick. It was tough for him to break through, really find a role. He did take advantage, though, when Kyle needed a break. uh, Got dinged up a little bit uh, down the stretch, but uh, was primarily a backup and special teams player. In 2021, it was his role now. Made the jump, saw time in all 13 games, made 31 catches, totaled 414 yards, four touchdowns. His 734 snaps that season nearly doubled his totals across his first three years. Um, Kamara was part of a big group, considered the NFL draft, but uh, ultimately opted to hit the transfer portal. Decided to stay fairly local there, enrolled over at Central Florida. He is going to be in his sixth year in 2022, and he will wear jersey number eight for the Golden Knights. Now officially listed at 6'3, just over 6'3, 253 pounds. Again, you expect uh, that height to stay pretty consistent that weight. You may see him slightly lighter in that offense this year. That's where I would expect him to be, move a little bit better. His 32 and an eighth inch arms are about average, though his 10 and a quarter hands are above average. So uh, big big mitts there for the tight end. So what do we see on film? First off, his strengths. I see an edgy player, though it is selective. This guy, he's not afraid to get after defenders and finish blocks. He is not afraid to mix it up in line at the second level, uh, out wide against DBs. He will get gritty, though it is selective. Has some plays where you want more, where you want him to sustain a little bit more, Um, but again with any player what you want to find is at least he's got it in him. He has it in him to be gritty, edgy, and finish. When you're talking about a tight end, somebody that's going to be battling in line versus players that are bigger than him, you want to see a little bit of that nasty, a little bit of that edge, likes to mix it up, likes to get dirty. You can find some of those plays on film. We also see a versatile player. This guy's got enough movement and size to play both from in line and split. Uh, he can do both at the next level, um, though I would say he's just sufficient at both levels. The bit, the fact that he does both on film and that he has the ability to do both is a good strength for him, though. He's the type that you want on the roster because he can make personnel ha- matchups harder for defenses. You put this guy out there, um, a defensive coordinator is going to know, hey, this guy could be a split guy, he could be an in-line guy. Is this 12? Or is it more of an 11 look? Is more of a 10 look? Again, he is going to be able to do both. He's going to learn both Y. He's going to learn F. He's going to learn both tight end positions because he has enough ability at both to do both. The other thing is this guy does have good run after the catch again he gets his eyes up looks for seams uh, he's got some skill player look to him this is a guy once he gets a ball in his hands it's not just to get what is there this guy's looking to make defenders miss set things up again you can see the fact that he's been a wide receiver in his past he's been a guy that has had the ball in his hands in the past and he's not just looking to run into guys and uh fall over some of his weaknesses This player has snaps where you wonder if he wants to be out there again you find the edgy good snaps again on the other side you find the snaps like this where it's like you just kind of scratch your head Um, you know you want to chalk it up florida had some tough offensive stretches last year where he was on the field and uh, you could just see it in his body language in his attitude not something you want to see raising his arms and maybe yelling at teammates uh, an under ball saying hey what are you doing again You always expect all 11 players are trying their best. You don't want to see other players with the body language that uh, you see Camorra with more often uh, than you really want to see. Um, Again, can be cleaned up, can come out, have a great year. When things are good, uh, things are good, but you don't want things to look bad when things are not going well. So um, clean it up, make sure he's playing every snap, and he can certainly do that this year. Another thing that does not jump out on film is his explosion. This guy is more of a smooth athlete than an explosive athlete. He can roll, he can bend, he can get uh, through rounded breaks. He's not a foot in the ground explosive get back out to create separation. Again, you see a few flashes where maybe you wonder if he can do it. Again, I talked about the weight. 253 maybe get down to 245 ish help out a little bit not a player that is you know just going to get down the field vertically or just snap guys off with the explosion same thing in the blocking game he's not just getting his hands on on corking the hips and moving defenders more of a smooth player than explosive player Uh, and then another one his strength to sustain Again, this guy is uh, with his smoothness with the way he wants to play um, he will get on he'll be in good position you just sometimes need him to see him sustain a little bit more again his player makes the play a few more times than you actually want him to so Getting more into the film, what do we see? A versatile player, lines up both in line, split and from a wing position. Uh, he will wham block from the backfield. Not a ton of true fullback alignment, though you do see some of the stuff from the wing that he will be asked to do if he were to you know, line up as a fullback in the NFL. A Y and an F tight end, he can pay, play both. Um, when I'm talking Y and F, a Y is more of an old school in line, block first tight end. and F is more of the matchup, your split out, your wide receiver types, a little bit smaller, can be a little bit more of a matchup problem, but again, he can play both. I see both a Y and F tight end on the field. Sufficient athlete, he's got flashes of good. Again, with the smoothness, there are times where you think, hey, maybe this guy is a good athlete. If he cleans it up, if he plays a little bit harder all the time, maybe he's going to be good all the time. Again, that's what the 2022 season will be for. Uh, There are going to be plays that both coaches and scouts will be able to tag to create a cut-up where they can hate. He separates here. He's working hard here. He's straining here. He's working and reaching at the second level here. But again, on the other side, there's going to be plenty of snaps where he can tag like, hey, he doesn't care right here. He's, you know, falling down. He's not playing hard. So there's a lot of mush in between the good snaps. So he's got to clean it up and be more consistent with just all of his film. Uh, see a lot of receptions in the underneath and possession area, even though he's just a sufficient in and out of breaks, guys. The, some of the routes he runs, uh, you want to see him be quicker in and out of breaks, plant the foot, and explode in and out. Again, as he rolls through, he's a smooth athlete, so he can stay on the move pretty well, has a good catch radius, goes and gets it with his hands. Um, he does do, do a good job getting right up on linebacker's toes, where he can you know be subtle with the hands with the shoulders you know create some separation again that natural receiving that this guy has he's naturally a guy that wants to get the ball he knows how to do it so he's got you know some good snaps there um, again lack of production this is a guy that had uh, what we said about 30 snaps in 2021 that number has to go up this he, he needs to average four five six catches a game um, even if it's just in a possession role uh, you would know, love to see him get to six, eight touchdowns as, you know, being a red zone target. The production just has to go up. I fully expect it to. Again, the Central Florida offense, it's a good offense. It's an offensive friendly offense. Uh, it's an offense that should be good for him. He needs to step in, really make the jump and, uh, that'll help him out as he goes through the process. So who were some of my player comparisons? First guy that came to my mind was a guy that uh, has been in the league for a bit now, Richard Rodgers. Uh, a third round pick of the Packers. He's now been in a number of spots. I think he's currently with the Eagles. He was a third round pick. Again, that is uh, probably a little higher than a lot of teams had him. Richard was a really a split out guy for Cal, um, was a true go-between. YF had the body type to do both, but wanted to be a split out guy. Uh, But some of their similarities... Both lacked explosion, but knew how to play receiver and were smooth. Richard, smart player, could do a lot of different things both in Green Bay and Philadelphia. It's kept him around. He can, you know, function in both roles and uh, catches the ball well. Has, you know, been productive at times, but just not a guy that uh, is going to be your ever your number one, even really your number two. As the third tight end, you really like him. You know, probably overdrafted with the third round. But again, has made a good career out of it in the NFL. So Richard Rodgers is number one. Another guy, see, seventh round pick, Jeff Swain does the right things solid again it's not going to be your number one go-to guy but you know if a tight ends out he's going to function fine as a number two uh, hopefully you don't have him as a number one uh, at any point in time nothing special but is solid across the board nfl roster type of guy does special teams can line up there and finds a way to get it done so where do i ultimately see this player in the nfl as I was working on him this is a wide range player with a big year in 2022 I could see him flirting with the 3rd and 4th round I could see good testing again a slim down body a good forty time big production all those things that could really move him up the boards is you know every team wants to find these versatile matchup receiving tight ends because it allows an offensive coordinator to do so much I think there could be enough snaps and enough in more where he could move up now if he doesn't if he doesn't have a great year production wise if he doesn't have you know take care of his body if he doesn't do some of the things he needs to do and eh, he becomes probably a seventh round pick that depends on you know what his character what is his off-field habits what kind of teammate is he those kinds of character crush questions will ultimately answer if he's a draft pick or if he's a undrafted free agent that's going to be finding a home somewhere that way so um if i had to you know go right now i'm going to tag him as a seventh round prospect uh the film leaves you wanting more though there are some snaps where you don't just you know write him off as an undrafted free agent um i fully expect this offense this year to be good for him and uh to Kamora i say go out and get it play hard and have a great year and uh get a go you know become a early day three or day two draft pick So that's Kamora Gamble, tight end, Central Florida. Tune in tomorrow for part two of what an area scout does during the fall as we continue to dive into the schedule and what an area scout is going to be doing here in uh, just about a week or so. Like I said, on Thursday, we will cover Patrick McMorris, a safety from San Diego State, that you know, I think a lot of scouts are going to like. Uh, of course, like, share, subscribe to this podcast. Follow me over at RightStepADV. Send me your notes, comments, let me know what you want to hear next. Until next time, keep scouting.